The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do, that's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Good morning. It's Monday the 16th of October here in London. This is the Bloomberg Daybreak Europe podcast. I'm Caroline Hepke. Coming up today, a diplomatic drive. America scrambles to contain the fallout from the Israel-Hamas war as the risk of escalation grows. The US also prepares to tighten curbs on China's access to advanced chip technology. Plus, housing and growth data in the UK point to pessimism about the prospects for the economy here. Let's start with a roundup of our top stories. President Joe Biden is considering a trip to Israel as Western nations ramp up efforts to prevent the war with Hamas from engulfing the region. The diplomatic push comes as the US confirmed that the country has held back-channel talks with Iran, warning Tehran against escalating the conflict. The efforts to keep the crisis from further escalating come as Israel continues to prepare for a likely ground invasion of Gaza. In an interview with CBS's News's 60 Minutes, President Biden stressed his belief that Israel will act in accordance with international law, but stressing he doesn't believe the country should control the territory long term. I think it'd be a big mistake. Look, what happened in Gaza, in my view, is Hamas and the extreme elements of Hamas don't represent all the Palestinian people. And uh, I think that uh, it would be a mistake for Israel to occupy Gaza again. Meanwhile, Israel's ambassador to the United States, Michael Herzog, spoke to CNN's State of the Union about the country's likely invasion of the Gaza Strip. We have no desire to occupy or reoccupy Gaza. We have no desire to rule over the lives of uh, over two million uh, Palestinians and certainly want people to go back to their homes. We're talking about innocent civilians and we are doing everything we can to keep them out of harm's way, while Hamas is doing everything it can to keep them in harm's way. That's the situation we are at. Herzog spoke after the Israeli military released a statement saying that they are now preparing for an attack on the Gaza Strip from, quote, air, sea and land. 
Palestinian authorities say that close to 2,500 people have been killed during Israel's bombardment of Gaza. The bombings come in response to the initial attack by Hamas, which killed at least 1,300 people. This as the UN estimates that Gaza's main hospital is close to running out of fuel to power its generators. Dr Ghassan Abu Sita is a médecin sans frontières surgeon working there. He says that the civilian cost of a ground invasion will be hard to bear. It'll be an absolute catastrophe, carnage. Gaza is so densely populated, two and a quarter million people in a very small area of land. This is a Turkish route. And if you go into Gaza, you go in knowing that you're going to have to commit massacres. Those comments come as the Israeli military said that it believes that more than 600,000 people have left Gaza City and the surrounding area for the south of the territory. Meanwhile, the only border crossing between Egypt and Gaza is expected to open this morning, allowing aid to enter and foreign nationals to evacuate. Now, on to some other stories this morning. The United States is planning to tighten measures on China's access to advanced semiconductors and chip-making equipment. With more, here's Bloomberg's Ed Baxter. The first round happened in October, described as sweeping. So what this will do is tighten the measures already in place to refine, to close loopholes, controls on selling graphic chips for AI, and advanced chip-making equipment to Chinese firms. The U.S. will also add Chinese chip design firms to a trade restriction list on AI and impose additional checks to firms trying to evade restrictions already in place by routing through other nations. Ed Baxter, Bloomberg Radio. Poland's opposition leader Donald Tusk has declared victory in the country's general election, mocking a possible shift in the tide of populist forces in Europe. An exit poll predicts that the ruling nationalist Law and Justice Party has lost its majority in Parliament to a coalition led by the former European Council president. Turnout was estimated at 73%, a record. The upset could steer the country back into the European mainstream after the EU withheld more than 35 billion euros to punish Warsaw for curbing the independence of judges and the media. Here in the UK, home sellers are trimming their expectations with October's asking prices rising by the smallest amount since 2008. Bloomberg's James Walcock reports. Rightmove say the housing market is the most price sensitive it's ever been. The toxic cocktail of higher mortgage rates and inflation is hitting seller confidence, with sales down 17% compared to October last year. Landlords are also being hit hard, paying 40% more in mortgage interest than a year ago. That's led many to pass on costs to renters or leave the market altogether. In London, James Wilcock, Bloomberg Radio. Now in US politics, House Democrats say that they are having informal talks with Republicans about a potential bipartisan solution to find a speaker. Democratic leader Hakeem Jeffries has told NBC's Meet the Press that politicians need to move on to the people's real priorities. We want to continue to put people over politics and to fight for things like lower costs, better paying jobs, safer communities and to build an economy that works from the middle out and the bottom up. On the other hand, House Republicans have been focused on fighting each other. It's time to end the Republican civil war. 
Hakeem Jeffries added that he would support changes to the House's rules to prevent hardline Republicans who ousted the Speaker Kevin McCarthy from setting the agenda. Representative Jim Jordan is currently the front-runner for the Speaker position, but a number of moderate Republicans have said that they will not support him. A word then on the specific response to what's happening in Israel here in the UK. Uh, over the weekend, thousands of people demonstrated in support of Palestinians. Big gathering in London attracted large crowds, but also more than a 1,000 metropolitan police officers. The police had warned in advance that anyone showing support for Hamas could face arrest. There were also rallies in Manchester and Edinburgh. The UK government, though, remains steadfast in its support of Israel. There have been concerns, of course, about the scale of the Israeli response, but Rishi Sunak saying that, uh, at least on Friday and over the weekend, the country has every right to defend itself, uh, although he stressed that civilian and safety is paramount in our minds. So that the response from the UK Prime Minister Rishi Sunak, I mean, a similar response also from the opposition Labour Party, it must be said, but it was noteworthy that there were those demonstrations in the UK over the weekend. Meanwhile, the spokesman for the Israeli embassy here in the UK insisted that Israel is not targeting civilians, but did talk about the impact uh, and the casualties of the conflict with Hamas in Gaza, meaning that is innocent people will pay tragically with their life. So that's uh, the view then from the UK. Let's also talk, though, more broadly about what's happening um, diplomatically. So the US Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, is returning to Israel after diplomatic talks with Saudi Arabia and Egypt and a warning from the US to Iran against escalating the conflict. President Biden may also visit Israel soon. He has told US media that he believes Israel would act by the rules of war. The Israeli army is poised to stage a large-scale offensive in Gaza, something that we've heard now for a number Number of days. Joining us in the studio, Bloomberg's news director in Europe, the Middle East and Africa, Roslyn Matheson. Good morning, Ros. Thank you so much for being with us. How does Israel, firstly, wipe out Hamas on the ground, its stated aim? How can that objective be realised? Well, that is the big question. In fact, can it wipe out Hamas on the ground as as well as how? And does it really want to? You're talking about a group that does have a leadership structure and a lot of organisation, but is also really quite amorphous in many ways. Um, and so sort of splinter groups that come off it, support groups that come off it, and a load of tentacles everywhere through the region. So the question is, how do you destroy all of that once and for all? And in, in doing so can you destroy the support for it as well? Because you can say that you've decimated Hamas, but does something else just grow back in its place? It's like a many-headed hydra in a way. So is, 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 the, is the realistic goal to destroy Hamas or is it simply to get Hamas so denuded to the point that it can never again uh, mount the attack of the, of the kind that we saw just over a week ago inside Israeli soil, of course, with the mass casualties on the civilian side? Is the goal ultimately to weaken it to the point that it really is such a shell of itself that an attack like that can never happen again? Will Palestinians get more access to food, to water, to supplies. President Biden even mentioned a safe zone, the border crossing at Rafah. What is the situation for Palestinians? Well, it's still pretty desperate. We're hearing that the Rafah crossing may open uh, for a limited amount of time. Today, we've heard that 
of course, several times over the past few days and it's not really eventuated. And even if it does, the US is cautioning like it may not be safe to cross, um, even if there is an, an ability to do so for several hours. So the options for Palestinians in Gaza remain very limited. And also uh, for sort of Americans who are there, others who are trying to get out, how can you leave even if you want to? So that's one question. Also, the conditions inside Gaza we know are pretty terrible. We know in the hospitals in the north there are loads of people, tens of thousands of people crowded into hospitals to seek sort of some sort of safe uh, haven in the event of a war. We know that water did get turned back on to the southern part of Gaza. That's possibly designed to coax people to move south. If you go there, you will at least have access to water. But right now, there's no sort of clear passageway for people to get out or also for stuff to get in, which includes food. I use this phrase advisedly, but there does seem to be a palpable sense of panic from the intensive shuttle diplomacy. What are the worries about a wider conflict currently? Well, that's right. I was trying to think back to the last time a US Secretary of State had visited so many countries in quick succession. I mean, we're talking about what, nine countries, some of them twice in about four days, going back to Israel today. Now talk the US President, Joe Biden, may even make a lightning visit to Israel within days. And all of that is conveying this growing sense that we're hurtling towards something big and broad in the region uh, and this sort of effort to do several things. One is possibly to persuade Israel simply to to stave off a ground war uh, inside Gaza. The other is to talk to countries in the region to try and negotiate things like hostage transfers, safe passage of people from Gaza, humanitarian mm. aid, and so on. And the third one, of course, is to, is to dissuade Iran and others from getting involved if, the, if a ground war does kick off. And you've got Hezbollah, of course, supported by Iran to the north of Israel, and there's skirmishes going on there, obviously, already. So the real sense of concern in the US, also in Europe and in the region, is that this is going to at some point draw in those other actors. And then where does this war end? Yeah, indeed. Roslyn, thank you so much for being with us this morning. Bloomberg's News Director in Europe, the Middle East and Africa, Roslyn Matheson. Uh, as we will watch the Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, expected to return to Israel today. Now, the United States is planning to tighten measures against China to restrict its access to advanced semiconductors and chip-making gear. This is an update to curbs that were announced a year ago that were criticised for failing to get support from key allies, notably the Netherlands and Japan. So I want to speak to our Bloomberg China. The Capital Ideas podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Hi, I'm Ron Krzyzewski, Chairman and CEO of Stiefel. Financial Advisors, if you're not growing your practice, you're losing market share. Stiefel is a growing, entrepreneurial, advisor-centric firm built for successful advisors like you. Imagine having the resources of the largest wirehouses and the support of the boutique shops, but none of the bureaucracy to get in the way of you serving your clients. At Stiefel, it's your business, your book, your clients. I always tell the advisors we're recruiting, I want you to come to Stiefel and double or triple your business. Most of them laugh and shake their heads, but I'm serious. Don't take it from me. Take it from Stiefel's number one finish in J.D. Power's 2023 U.S. Financial Advisor Satisfaction Study. 
So there's a reason why 148 financial advisors joined Stiefel last year. Come join us and find out why Stiefel is the firm where success meets success. Visit www.choosestifel.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. Athletes, actors, artists. But what about the people behind the scenes? You know, the ones who make it all happen. The lighting engineers, the sideline photographers, the caterers. They're small business masterminds. And if there's one thing they have in common, it's making their money work harder. That's why they have a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, where they are now earning a generous 5% annual percentage yield. Yes, 5% APY. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Hi, I'm Ron Krzyzewski, Chairman and CEO of Stiefel. Financial advisors, if you're not growing your practice, you're losing market share. Stiefel is a growing, entrepreneurial, advisor-centric firm built for successful advisors like you. Imagine having the resources of the largest wirehouses and the support of the boutique shops, but none of the bureaucracy to get in the way of you serving your clients. At Stiefel, it's your business, your book, your clients. I always tell the advisors we're recruiting, I want you to come to Stiefel and double or triple your business. Most of them laugh and shake their heads, but I'm serious. Don't take it from me. Take it from Stiefel's number one finish in J.D. Power's 2023 U.S. Financial Advisor Satisfaction Study. So there's a reason why 148 financial advisors joined Stiefel last year. Come join us and find out why Stiefel is the firm where success meets success. Visit www.choosestifel.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. Athletes, actors, artists. But what about the people behind the scenes? You know, the ones who make it all happen. The lighting engineers, the sideline photographers, the caterers. They're small business masterminds. And if there's one thing they have in common, it's making their money work harder. That's why they have a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, where they are now earning a generous 5% annual percentage yield. Yes, 5% APY. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. Economy and Government Editor Jill Deeses this morning. Good morning, Jill. Thanks for being with us. How effective were the restrictions last year? I mean, this is a significant uh, point of tension between the U.S. and China. Yes, Caroline. Well, I think, um, you know, it's a pretty complicated topic for some reasons I'm sure we'll get into in a few moments. But the short of it is that, as you just said, um, you know, those restrictions were unveiled before the U.S. got the support of key allies, including the Netherlands and Japan, that um, essentially allowed chip equipment companies in those countries to continue selling advanced gear to ch- Chinese customers as part of it. Uh, but I think what ultimately they're trying to accomplish with this proposed set of, um, you know, refining and closing 
some loopholes is I'm looking to strengthen some controls on selling graphics chips for AI applications. That's a big part of it. Uh, they also want to try to figure out how they can, um, you know, restrict additional advanced chip making equipment to Chinese firms through other ways. And they they also just want to impose some additional checks on Chinese firms that are trying to evade export restrictions by routing shipments through other uh, nations. So mm. ideally, what the U.S. would be looking at is maybe adding um, design firms in China to a trade restriction list. And so that trying to, to trying to shore up things there. But yes, I think ultimately, I think uh, it's it's really just about trying to find ways to stop these Chinese companies from, uh, you know, routing things through other countries or um, ultimately using um, things for applications uh, in, in advanced tech that the U.S. is uh, reluctant to allow them to do so. Okay, so trying to tighten up the rules, close off the loopholes. I mean, there have been, though, in the meantime, quite notable successes for China in developing its own domestic capabilities, right? Yes, I'm glad you brought that up because I think that that's ultimately what makes this uh, the, the the effectiveness of those rules last year such an open question. So the big one that um, made a, a huge splash was uh, just a few weeks ago when Huawei, um, the major Chinese telecoms tech uh, maker um, that the U.S. has been imposing restrictions on since 2019, as part of you know sort of the the, the poster child really for those um, big big U.S. China tensions uh, during the, during the trade war as they were trying to shore up these things, they had this pretty massive breakthrough with a phone uh, we tore down actually just a few weeks mm. ago that showed um, they they produced this chip by a Chinese company that developed these manufacturing capabilities that the U.S. thought were well beyond where uh, the, they, they thought that it, the company had stopped advancing. So the, their ability to sort of create this phone that had really, really competitive ch- tech within the Chinese consumer market, I think, has raised a lot of questions about um, you know how advanced China is able to get. The U.S. is still investing investigating that phone and trying to figure out exactly where things happen there. But I think that that kind of came as a surprise and ultimately is uh, facilitating some of these new restriction announcements. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Europe, your morning brief on the stories making news from London to Wall Street and beyond. Look for us on your podcast feed every morning on Apple, Spotify and anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can also listen live each morning on London DAB Radio, the Bloomberg Business app and Bloomberg.com. Our flagship New York station is also available on your Amazon Alexa device. Just say, Alexa, play Bloomberg 11.30. I'm Caroline Hepke. Join us again tomorrow morning for all the news you need to start your day right here on Bloomberg Daybreak Europe. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.